1: Hour number two of the bottom line on a Friday afternoon. Ed Dawson with you, Rob. Off today, your phone calls at 547-1610, 509-547-1610. Also, email the program by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. We're just going to seamlessly flow right through. Uh, We were talking at the end of last hour about the uh, debate coalition uh, saying that the second presidential debate, the third overall debate for next Thursday the 15th, has now been scrapped. And the official announcement is because of they couldn't agree, the two campaigns couldn't agree on doing it virtually. Trump wouldn't do it. Biden's camp wanted to do it because the president has, uh, has, has COVID, uh, is getting over COVID, what, what have you. Uh, but the commission on presidential debates has canceled it. And that leaves the last, uh, debate, uh, slated now for October 22nd in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, which might be the last, uh, one to, to go to. We also talked about how, uh, It was interesting and could also be part of the discussion that uh, the moderator for that debate, um, a C-SPAN reporter, a longtime C-SPAN reporter, Steve Scully, had. he says his Twitter account was hacked when a message came out. It was supposed to be, I think, a direct message to Anthony Scaramucci, who, again— was the former, very, very briefly, just a 10-day stint as the White House communications director, um, has since uh, backed Joe Biden, that this moderator had sent what he thought was probably a direct message to Anthony Scaramucci uh, asking if he should reach out to Trump. And... You know, the message itself, I don't know, is is all that weird so much as the fact that they were communicating in such a very familiar way that that's what raises questions. And then the tweet was deleted. And then he said, oh, well, my account was hacked. Sorry about that. And then his account disappears. And then today, poof. The debate where he was going to be the moderator goes away. All interesting. Now, one of the callers at the end of the last hour said that he was disappointed that he wanted uh, to see Trump in action against Biden on the debate stage again, which it still could happen on the 22nd. Of course, a lot can happen in the next two weeks. We don't know if that one will hold up or not. But I have some thoughts about that. Let's go to the phones first, however. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
2: Hey,
3: Ed. This is Chris from Richland.
1: Hi, Chris. What's going on?
3: This almost sounds like a Donna Brazil situation. What do you think? Um, <laughs> and, and, and they got caught. So um, they got caught so bad, they just figured the best way to do is just implode the whole thing, make it look like uh, Trump didn't want to, um, you know, basically his fault, and uh, give uh, Biden a little more ammunition. But um, I, think, uh, I think this needs to be forced. I think it needs to be both within plexiglass distance of each other and just let them go at it again.
1: Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, first to, to your to your one point, I think that some of these things that we've seen, now I'm not saying everything weird that has happened in 2020 is all this giant conspiracy against uh, Trump getting reelected. Although I do think a few things certainly do point in that direction. But any of those plans that have been thwarted so far, they're not just one-dimensional things. They 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 are multi-layered things. You know that this whole thing we started out the show with this. Uh, Nancy Pelosi bill that she wants to introduce to have this committee, uh, you know, making recommendations on whether or not a president should um, have the 25th Amendment invoked on him or her. I think that the original plan was that to be for Trump as he lie in a hospital bed. Uh, You know, still, that didn't happen. He's out and he seems good and he looks like he's over it or darn near, and on the the right path. So the backup plan is well, maybe they use this in case Joe Biden gets elected to uh, set Joe aside and put Kamala Harris in. See, multi-layered, multi-layered. I think this debate thing is multi-layered too. I think that canceling the this this second presidential debate uh, was partly because neither side seemed willing to um, agree on the parameters for the debate uh, where Joe Biden wants it to be virtual because Trump has the Rona. And President Trump says, no, we're not doing that. That's not even a debate. Um, That's not how you do a debate over a Zoom meeting. And so that one was going to get flushed down the toilet anyway. But... When the moderator, a C-SPAN reporter, has to completely backpedal today on a, on a mistake and know his account wasn't hacked. I mean, you know, I'm not going to go down this road completely, but let me just say this. Do a little research about uh, Steve Scully. He had to delete tweets in his past. You might want to do a search on 2012. Just saying. Uh, Apparently, there were some other tweets that his account was hacked. And he had to tear down tweets that erroneously went out. So either this guy uh, is incredibly unlucky. uh, Or his password is password. Or he's just dumb. And gets caught. You can figure it out. But I think that is why the debate today, why it was uh, flushed down the toilet today was because the story of the moderator, Steve Scully, trying to reach out to Anthony Scaramucci, who is now a apparently a Democratic operative, um, was canceled because that came to light. I mean, they could have canceled it Monday or over the weekend because of the whole, uh, well, it needs to be virtual. Well, I'm not going to show up. Or they could have done it yesterday they if that was the reason, because this has been going on for a few days. So, again, things are layered. But I want to go back to the debate issue. And if you recall, the last presidential debate, how could you forget <laughs> what a train wreck that was? Uh, for a number of reasons, right? You had Chris Wallace, a moderator who had no control over things. You had Trump, who was definitely out of control, by design, I think, uh, c- causing chaos, and nobody stopped him. Joe Biden fumbling around, getting out of his element. He's used to a normal debate. He's a seasoned politician. He's been, he's been a politician for a very long time. And Trump took him out of his element, on purpose, I do believe, creating chaos uh, you know, putting the attention on himself and and it was it was it was a garbage debate. It wasn't even anything. I mean, nobody took out anything from that. Okay, so let me just let me play devil's advocate if I could. Let's say, number one, the October twenty second debate in Nashville goes forward. Number two, that it is in person, okay? And it is a repeat. Of the first debate, what good is that? I mean, I, I, I understand that there are Trump supporters out there who would you know would think that that would be great entertainment. But most of America, especially those that are trying to make up their mind about who to vote for, if they haven't already, it's pointless. So if it's that way, it's pointless. What if it was a more traditional debate? We've seen Trump do it. You know, when he was running in 2016, you know, he was a little bit um, out of bounds, if you will. Um, You know, he would take pot shots at the other Republican nominees, and he certainly took pot shots at Hillary when it was the presidential debates. But for the most part, he, he, you know, played within the bounds of, of the game. Occasionally, he would stray out of bounds, but then, you know, he he would debate for the most part. If he did that in the final debate, if he truly straight up debated Joe Biden, would that change anybody's mind? I'm serious. If those, if those people who are on the fence... You know, either you you've weighed the options and you really cannot tell who would be best for the country moving forward or you're into the lesser of two evils uh, category. Um, By now is a straight up honest debate, not the train wreck we saw the first time around, really going to, do you think, help you decide Whose bubble to fill in with your number two pencil or your black or blue uh, ink pen? And I'm being serious. I'm not not being facetious because I don't think it would. Maybe there will come a time when a straight-up debate can happen in this country, but we are so divided right now. An honest debate or even another train wreck, I don't think does anybody any good. So I think you get rid of the last one, too. I do. I I, I don't... Whatever reason you want, because one camp wants it virtually and the other doesn't, because the next moderator's stupid on Twitter, whatever you want to use as an excuse, this country doesn't need another debate. I, the, this the way the debates are now in this incredibly divided country and i'm not discounting those people in the middle i'm not discounting the undecided voters but you're not going to get any information any good viable information even from a straight up debate from trump and biden if it were to happen 5471610 back after this
0: bottom line,
1: the only place
0: that cares what
1: you think. Call
0: in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser.
1: Also brought to you in part by Perfection Tire. Four locations in the Tri-Cities to serve you. Family owned and operated for over 40 years. Perfection Tire, make sure that your car runs the way it should. Go to Perfection Tire. Dot com. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Well, go ahead. We'll try this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Dave out of Richland. Hi, Dave. What's up? Well, you know, because we're
3: in uh, you know the pandemic mode, and and uh, you know it's just a certain situation. We're just in a difficult situation, such as like the debate. What is? I mean, there right now we there's no rules right now, so. Why couldn't they just move the agenda for the second debate into the next debate and then add another debate to that? I don't know if that's possible. I mean, would the parties have to agree on that? Would they have to buy the time? I mean, essentially, they're canceling one. Couldn't they move the agenda that they're going to have for the second debate to the third debate and then add add the third one?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, and um, you would think so, however— uh keep in mind they announced the debate schedule a couple of months ago and to find a venue that would be willing to hold it uh, who could hold it get all the people involved to to do it um i don't know how long that takes i mean i've planned events in my day but uh you know nothing on the scale like this and then you got to coordinate with all uh, the media people, I mean, there's just a lot of moving parts just for one debate. That's why they came out with the schedule uh, when they did. Uh, so I, I'm, I i see where you're going with that, and that would be nice. Uh, but again, my thought is whether there's one more, two more, or no more, is it really going to make a difference? And then there's this. I'm telling you. There's so many there. There's like uh, these dominoes that are falling. Um, so talking about the debate, the debate coalition, as we mentioned, just a short time ago, canceled the second presidential debate, the third overall debate. Right. Because we had the vice presidential debate um, a couple of days ago uh, has canceled it. It's, it's now done. So that leaves one on the 22nd uh, in Nashville, okay? And it, they're saying it's because the rules couldn't be agreed upon because, the, you know, the whole virtual debate or not and all this stuff. And I speculated that maybe it was at least partly in because of this flap with Steve Scully the debate moderator from C-SPAN who apparently is reaching out to the Biden campaign through Anthony Scaramucci or something like that and he was caught and all of a sudden that the tweet disappeared and then he said he was hacked and then his account disappeared right Are you ready for this? So the next debate on the 22nd in Nashville, which is still on for right now, slated to be moderated. And I say that, I'm just going to say that. The moderator for that final debate is one Kristen Welker. This has already been decided. This, This came out when the schedule came out. Kristen Welker. She is a White House correspondent for NBC News. She has taken much heat on social media for what many people believe to be biased reporting. Okay, you can, you can watch her or not or go back and, say and judge for yourself if she's biased or not, whatever. But she's taken a lot of heat for being a biased White House journalist and she was, uh, she's supposed to be the next moderator of the, of the next and presumably final presidential debate. Guess what? She just deactivated her Twitter account. Or disabled it. Or just nuked it. Why is that? Is she afraid that people might do some research on their own and go back and see some of her past tweets? I'm not making this up. I mean, w- seriously, we are watching a movie in real time. It- it's it's insane. Kristen Welker's a-, a Twitter account is no more, as of as of what ten minutes ago. It's gone. She's the de- she's the moderator of the next debate. She didn't want to. She didn't want to face the backlash of uh, Steve Scully who did an oopsies on Twitter again, by the way. The other one was in 2012. Go look it up. Where he was, his account was hacked, of course. So instead of going down that road, Kristen Welker said, you know what? Whether there was some something incriminating or not, I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to face even more backlash. So I'm nuking my Twitter account. Before the debate, if it happens, on the 22nd, whether there was something there or not, she, she wasn't going to have it. And look, she's been criticized heavily, especially on social media, for being a ultra-biased journalist, a White House correspondent for NBC News. Whether you think she is or not, that's up to you. That's up to you. But anybody who gives her any criticism, she blocks. And now she has just nuked her account. Or it, it's just completely unaccessible. My goodness. It's 4:30. Could anything else happen before the show ends? Yeah, I know. I just jinxed it. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. 509 Back with more after this.
0: By phone, give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610KONA.com. Back to the bottom line with Rob and Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610KONA. 547 1610, 509
1: 547 1610. You can email us, too, by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. Like Jack in Kennewick writes, Trump is like liver and onions. You either love him or you hate him. A debate would be irrelevant. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Jack. That's a a good analogy. Um, And I agree. I, I think... I'm being serious. Under normal circumstances, I would want debates from these from these people who want to be the ruler of the free world. Yes, I want you to debate the the issues. I want to um gather all the information that I can. So I can make an informed decision and that is usually a part of the process, but we are not going through an unusual time in this country, um, and I, I don't, I really don't think another debate is going to matter much at all. I do think that most people have already made up their mind, or are close enough, are leaning one way or another enough that they'll just vote for that person even though they're not a hundred percent there. I, there are some fence riders. Don't get me wrong. I, I am sure of it. I am sure of it. And I, and I think that there are plenty of people who are trying to choose between the lesser of two evils, like we always seem to do in presidential elections. And to those people those people are either going to vote or they're not. If they really want to vote, they need to do their research on their own. Because mainstream media is not a good source to to gathering facts about both candidates. I think that is being well-established. And it pains me to say that. I've been in media much of my life, never in the mainstream media, never the big guys, but it pains me to say this, that you can't trust the national news. You can't. Certainly can't trust social media. Social media is not not necessarily a good place to gather facts either. It's filled with opinions and trying to sift through all the opinions. So what are you left with? Well, you got to go and do some research on your own. Find out the, the things that matter the most to you. See if you can find out a position From either candidate on those or you know they you know trump's been in office for for almost full full four full years and biden has a long track record in the in the senate and and as a vice president there's got to be there's got to be some some experience on whatever topic you're looking for but i don't think another debate is going to do any good let's go to the phones you're up on the bottom line who's this where are you calling from today
2: Mike, it's Friday, man. How are you?
1: Uh, Well, you said it right there. It's Friday, and and that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, sometimes. But the wind's supposed to blow, and it's supposed to rain, so maybe it's not.
1: Well, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm fine with the rain. What's on your mind, Mike?
2: Well, sometimes, um, to kind of follow up on your feed-yourself theme, is we try to figure out all the time what they're going to say, And sometimes it's what they don't say that's louder than what they do say. So Biden's been asked several times for a list of Supreme Court people. He won't say who it is because he knows that that's not going to gain him votes. He's been asked whether or not he's going to pack the court. He said he'd let everybody know after the election if he won. So that's not going to get him any votes. It's, uh, It's back to that conversation we we're having a couple of days ago where you come out and you tell people who you are and what you feel and this is me and if you like it you like it and if you don't you don't but I can't say that if I want to get elected I have to tell you what my popular opinion is I'll give you a couple examples uh what's your stance on gay marriage if you want to get elected what's your stance on the second amendment if you want to get elected what's your stance on taxes if you want to get elected so there's who I am, and then there's who and how I can get elected and I just hate it, but anyway, it's Friday.
1: <laughs> he starts and ends with the with the same sentiment, Mike appreciate the call as always five four seven one six ten five oh nine five four seven uh one six ten yeah, I mean, I think there is something to that it's it's not what they say, but what they don't say that's that's certainly a factor. And, yeah, I don't buy this, you know, and and Biden's done it twice now recently. You know, well, I'll let you know if I'm elected. Well, no, we need to know now so we can make an informed uh, opinion. And, again, it goes back to what we've talked many times on this program about. Politics is about the acquisition and retention of power, uh, getting it and then keeping it what is going to what is going to get you elected therefore giving you power what is it going to be it's not what is best for the country it's not what you think you're all about or even your constituents are all about well it is to the constituents to some point but who are you targeting that you think will help you get elected let's go back to the phones you're up on the bottom line who's this where are you calling from
2: it's bernie from kennewick
1: hi bernie how are you
2: hey great sir Uh couple of things uh, on that presidential debate that we had a little while after the debate was over, a station I was listening to pointed out that both the candidates were supposed to have their ears inspected so they didn't have hearing aids on them that they could uh, hear from, you know, a little transmitter nearby. Yeah. I've got hearing aids like that. And Joe would not allow his ears to be inspected, whereas Donald Trump did. That's one thing. The other thing is, you've maybe heard this from the Smothers Brothers, that politics comes from two words. The first word is poly. That means many. That just leaves the blood-sucking ticks
1: appreciate the call bernie yeah another caller uh, last hour brought that up and so now you're the second i think it's i think it's tremendous I, that's that's a great that's a great uh, dissection of that word 5471610 5095471610 i just i i don't i don't i don't think that there is just an overabundance of people who are on the fence about this presidential election I know that they I know that there are a lot of people out there, but i I think in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's a very large percentage at this point. I mean, there's been enough of a body of work pro and con to judge President Trump, whether he deserves a second term, and Joe Biden during his eight years as Vice President and certainly as a senator before then. And even if you are swayed by the spin uh, that's going on in both directions, and and I get it, you can become overwhelmed and and think that well, you know, I can't trust the the, the national media. Uh, social media is is just a jungle of of opinions, and yeah, it, it it's hard. It's it's hard to do your own research. It's hard to work through a, a, and find a, a solid answer to your question of whom to vote for. It's supposed to be hard. This is an important position. It always has been and always will be. Now, for many people, it's not a very far journey to go. And that's fine. But I think, it, I think for a lot of people, it is a tough choice. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
3: This is Steve. Calling from Pasco.
1: Hi, Steve. What's on your mind?
3: I was just going to follow up on the liver and onions guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I think I totally get it, and I, and I understand that perspective and point of view, but I think there's a lot more at stake here than competing football teams. I, I think too often we get in this trap of my team versus your team, And I think your point about political records is spot on. Uh, People may not like President Trump's uh, brash comments and and attitude towards things. But the the work that he's done, particularly with the judges, uh, both in the the federal court system and uh, what he's done in the Supreme Court and the potential to do more there, uh, this is a philosophical difference. And time and history. And the progressive movement has moved steadily to the left since, you know, Woodrow Wilson or Teddy Roosevelt's time. And we I think we find ourselves on the edge of a precipice. I, I think that there's a lot of similarities between the end of the Roman Republic and, and where we are politically. And you know, Donald Trump seems like a, a Julius Caesar type of guy that, that He's doing some difficult things to try to save the republic, but uh, if we don't save it, the, the the alternative is is very unwelcome. I think.
1: Now let me let me ask you a question because I think that you know some people are going to think that hyperbole is just way way out in left field. I don't. I, I think that um, this is an important election. They're all important, but yeah, you you do get the sense that this one is is. More important than 2016. Uh, and so, my question, though, is is another debate going to reveal anything to you or anybody else uh, as to who to vote for?
3: I, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. Uh, you know, I, I, so Trump is kind of an anomaly for me. I, my own politics is, is just very. Constitutional conservative, you know. I, I, in the general election, I have not voted for a Republican for president since George Bush Senior. And and really, in my own philosophical world, that's probably the only vote I've ever cast that I actually regret. Uh, the in the presidential elections, I almost always end up voting constitutional or libertarian because I feel it's important to vote your conscience. And so I really, I really sympathize with these people that their conscience doesn't allow them to vote for Trump. But I really think this election is different. And, no, I don't think that another debate is going to make any difference. That's, that's kind of why I called in. I think an appeal to understanding the philosophy of what's going on in the progressive movement versus a, a constitutional rule of law-type government is is very important. And, you know, the the lesser of two evils model – Got us Bushes, got us uh, Clintons. You know, got, got us moving in that direction steadily for for many years. Uh, with maybe the exception of Reagan as as another anomaly. But uh, you know, if I was if I was going to make the comparison, since I, I get on the radio for a few minutes, I, I think really JFK is the closest uh, in our lifetimes to Donald Trump. And uh, JFK was a lot more. And, and a better public orator, but it's the same mentality where Kennedy's own party couldn't stand him, uh, particularly at first. And I, I believe that both parties conspired against him, and uh, he just overwhelmed the American public with his, you know, his Camelot uh, sort of personification there uh, that him and Jackie were able to pull off. And, and Trump doesn't seem to be able to. To, to, to quite accomplish that. But but he's an outsider that's uh, pushing against these deep states, insiders, you know, whatever you want to call them, Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, Progressives, World Government, all, all of that, all those name-calling things uh, kind of wrapped up into one. But uh, I, I really think Trump is different. And for the first time uh, since I was in my – since I was 18 uh, I'm going to vote for Republican for Trump and and it's not because I like Trump personally I, I just think that the things that he's doing are consistent with the constitution
1: Steve that was a tremendous call thank you so much uh, that, that one ranks up there that one ranks up there I really appreciate your take and it was a really really well thought out and and tremendous take I I appreciate that um yeah I think I think a lot of people get so caught up in Trump the man, you know, orange man bad, that they do get turned off or they mute themselves to the things that he's said he wanted to do, the things that he has done, things that he wants to do. And, yeah, he can be his own worst enemy. Ardent Trump supporters want him to stop tweeting in the middle of the night, right? Or any other time, for that matter. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
3: This is Robert from Pasco.
1: Hi, Robert. What's up?
3: Hey, so, you know, I agree with what the other caller said and what, what you were saying about Orange Man Bad because that's what the media portrays. And that's what they get the steady diatribe of. And they are not, you know, they're not looking at the record. They're not looking at the good that, you know, has been produced these last three, three and a half years. Um, but you did say one thing that you thought that uh, this election has been the most important in a long time. Uh, but can you imagine what eight years of Hillary would have been like if it hadn't gone the way that it did the last election?
1: Well, I, I yes, And I, I appreciate the call and I appreciate that take because I certainly. Between your call and the last caller. This steady progression that this country has taken over the last few decades, and yes, I do think that uh, Reagan was different, like him or not, um, Reagan was different uh, than the the push that has been done uh, by the swamp, the deep state, whatever. Um, and that a Hillary win would have definitely continued us down that road. Um Ultimately, it would have been a very bad place to be. I don't know if eight years would have caused the total collapse of the United States. It could very well have. uh, Or if it would have just continued to be this drip, drip, drip um, type of dismantling of the republic uh, or not. And that's why I say Trump's win was big in 2016, caught many people off guard. This time I think is even more significant because if Trump loses, we go back to where things were, the first thing that Joe Biden will do is undo the things that Trump has done and draining the swamp will come to a halt. In fact, they'll start filling up the tank again. So that's why I think this one is bigger than 2016. We've gotten we've gotten a glimpse of what draining the swamp is all about. Is the public going to stand for us to go back to the way things were? Have we seen and experienced too much to want to go back to the Clinton, Obama, Biden, Bush type of things? Final segment coming up, including Donkey of Shame.
0: Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610, KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610.
1: Also brought to you in part by CBD American Shaman across from the grain elevator on Clearwater Avenue in Kennewick. They believe in their products so much that they offer a 100% 30-day money back guarantee on everything. That they sell. Stop into CBD American Shaman today. Ed Dawson uh, with you for the final segment. It is a Friday and uh, yeah, even though Rob's not here, it doesn't mean we're not going to get to a donkey of shame. And so uh, closing out the show, uh, look, there it's getting so much harder each week to to, to just pick one donkey of shame rider because that's we're just inundated with them, right? but I think I found the winner or in this case, maybe the loser. It is the local search and review site. Yelp. Y E L P Yelp. Why pray tell would I want to put that online service on the donkey of shame? Well, let me tell you the company that offers uh, the platform for users to rate Businesses, restaurants, small businesses, tourist sites, all that stuff, right? People may have even used Yelp to figure out where to go. Company made an announcement that they are now going to post alerts on the pages of businesses on their platform where customers or employees have reported incidents of racism. Because turning them in for COVID violations was so last week, I guess. Not only is everybody a racist, now everybody's business is going to be a racist. And you'll get to go to Yelp and find out just how racist somebody thinks the small business and attraction and restaurants are. For that, Yelp. It's probably the noise that they'll make when they ride on the donkey of shame is Yelp. That's all for the bottom line. Don't go anywhere, ABC News, then all your local news and a weather forecast on the way on the Afternoon Report. Stay with us.